Bob has quit watching AEW, and, and Isaiah is going to mm-hmm. play FIFA. There, there they go. We bored him enough. <laughs> That's okay because our guest is here, so we got time for that. So uh, let's pop in there. Uh, hopefully it works. I think that yeah, I can hear you guys just fine. What's up? What's up, my, my friend? I think that I'm on the right scene that has your Twitter handle below your name, but I can't see. I can't tell. Here. I was watching the show before, and oh. then I hopped in, and I had like sort of one of those weird moments that I'm sure all of you guys have had of like, yes. man, I've got three tabs of audio playing. Where are they all coming from? And why do <laughs> yeah. they all sound the same? So like, got her figured out. <laughs> I have that problem constantly. Uh, my basement down here uh well obviously this is the bar and like this is like there's a family room over there and all this other stuff around it looks like the thunderdome like there's this monitors <laughs> that go all the way around and nobody's controlling the piped audio uh there's a titans game on here there's uh old school wrestling on back there and i sometimes yeah. i never know where it's coming from so <laughs> Uh, well, usually here we've got like two sources. It's wrestling or my dog, who I'm a hundred percent certain my girlfriend will be home in about five minutes, and you'll just hear him like take off like a son of a bitch. He's just gonna bark. So there's the pardon my interruption, but thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. I'm psyched to be on here. I always enjoy listening to you guys, uh, and I'm I'm just kind of it's nice to be on the same bill as Shane Taylor. Yeah, right. <laughs> we we uh big big shout out to Vanessa for snagging him at about uh. I don't know what time we snagged them today. Uh, oh, right there. I just see a, a note from Vanessa. It says, Spencer is in Zoom. Uh, so, Ooh, yeah. what, what wine are you drinking? There he is. I'm it not is dr- actually oh. not wine. So I'm like pretty well strictly a beer guy. Ah, but see, now for, we're talking. for my birthday this year, my girlfriend actually got me a goblet with, I don't know if you can see, but it says Spencer on it. Mm. So it's like the go-to glass du jour for things like this. I am drinking... <clears throat> excuse me uh jasper brewing companies uh chris pills which i highly mm. recommend uh support local whether it's wrestling whether it's beer whatever you possibly can like if you can get it locally why not right yeah that is a uh, a good sure. very good advice although i drink rolling rock constantly uh <laughs> not very local but i do occasionally uh venture out and get uh we had this thing filled last time this was a local uh, oh right <laughs> you know so um but you know i can't just support them all the time so especially the size like that man but like we're super lucky like i'm out of edmonton alberta so we're really lucky we've got a lot of great breweries not here but calgary yeah. sort of pretty well anywhere in the surrounding area so like it's pretty lucky where i am because it's pretty easy to be able to do so you know what i mean yeah. but yeah. good problem to have <laughs> yeah um <laughs> In well, Canada, craft breweries are a dime a dozen. <laughs> which, again, like, no complaints on my end. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. I'm psyched to be here. I'm psyched to talk wrestling. Wrestling. Um, just to hop on a point, because, yeah. like, for me, one of my, like, biggest dream matches of all time, and I mean this quite sincerely, um, was that big show in Shaq tease that they had five, six years ago at Mania, just because, yeah. like, I'm a huge sucker for stuff like that, yeah. and, like, Jack's an athlete, so at the very least, I sort of figure you can drag a good match out of him and go from there. With this, I'm especially intrigued because, like, the possibility of Shaquille O'Neal coming back and not having some sort of, like, Goliath versus Goliath matchup with a guy like The Big Show or coming to AEW, like, I would have assumed it's a guy like Wardlow. 
right, yeah. put him over, whatever it may be. But the fact he's going up against Cody, or at least it looks like he's going to go up against Cody, I'm pretty psyched for that because admittedly, again, it's it's not a dynamic I ever really thought could happen. Yeah, uh, that's a good good way to look at it. I didn't think of that Goliath versus, versus uh, Goliath. <laughs> and uh, we were just we were just talking about that before. Um, oh, man, where was I going to go with that? I was going to go Shaq, uh, Cody. Oh, oh, so there, there's been some talk on here before. We are um, – I am watching the Titans, Bob. They are up 17-10. Um, about Cody turning heel and uh, this whole order – I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan. This whole Order 66 uh, gimmick that he's going to turn heel, uh, I believe – He's really behind the Dark Order. Um, could this angle with Shaq, uh, could this be the, the beginnings of that? Would you like to see that happen? What are your thoughts on that? I don't know, because, like, again, as silly as it might sound here, mm-hmm. um, I think Cody could, like, super effectively turn heel on Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. Yeah. Like you could make Shaquille O'Neal, despite the fact he's this, like, seven foot five monster. Like, you could still effectively have Cody turn heel, beat him down, take every mean necessary in order to make it happen. Um, I think, like, I really like that idea of the Dark Order. Because, again, never crossed my mind whatsoever. I think that they would sort of have to go two different ways. You know what I mean? It would sort of have to be one or the other. Um, Man, that would be cool, though. I think it'd be really, really cool. And it'd be something unique because, like, admittedly if they sort of go back to like the true elite days of how they were running in new japan and man like i will have no complaints whatsoever about that entire run but if they sort of go through and retread that with their own promotion like doesn't it feel very like nwo and wwe yeah it feels sort of like a bit of a retread and i i know they're incredibly talented I'm a fan of all of them in, in huge amounts. Like I went to all in by myself and went down to Chicago to see these guys. So like, I, I'm a fan. I think I've spoken my credentials as far, far as I don't just hate these guys, but like, man, I, I wouldn't want to see them sort of go that road again. So if they were to do something like Cody's behind the dark order, sign me right up. That's cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, it didn't click with me for the longest of times. And then it did. Because at first I wanted Cody, I wanted them, I wanted them to turn heel, but I wanted them to like reform some sort of four horsemen, and I tried yeah. to pick the right four people. I tried to figure out how it could be done and still come off as heelish, and I didn't know if that yeah. was even possible. And then um, I was listening to Busted Open, and uh, Bully Ray was talking. I forget what exactly was said that clicked. It just clicked with me. And it all made sense that that is where they're going. So now I've I've totally fantasy booked it, and now it has yeah. to happen. And if it doesn't, I will be disappointed, <laughs> uh, like every other stooge in the internet wrestling community. And uh, right as soon as it doesn't go exactly yes. as you planned, <laughs> yes. I'm done with this. Like flip the table, Monopoly board's gone. I'm over this, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna flip my table, and, and that's it. I'm done. Done watching. God, I'm uh, over this. But yeah, so I actually had that written down. I was going to ask you about Shaq, uh, and I was going to ask you about Pat McAfee and NXT. Uh, how do you do? You follow NXT? How do you think that's going? Yeah, absolutely. And like again, I've got a bit of a bias that'll shine through because as far as my teams go, yeah. I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. Oh shit. Sure. So- <laughs> 
Are you really now, saying that? Did somebody well, tell yeah, him say, I'm a Titan well, fan? Well, no, no, no. So saying saying that, like, I'm not a huge NFL guy. Okay. I watch more CFL, but not a big football guy by okay. any means. I was a Colts fan growing up because I hated Tom Brady. So okay. who do you go when you hate Tom Brady? Yep. You got to go Peyton yep. Manning, right? Yep. So. Yep. It's just sort of you continue from there. You know, there's never been really a reason. The only other team that I'll say that I'm like a fan of in the NFL is the Browns because okay. like it's fun to hop on at the real bottom of the boat. Yeah, there's the bottom, <laughs> <laughs> or at least was. Uh, that's right. Funny. But yeah. uh, but as far as it goes with Pat McAfee, yeah. Um, number one, obviously, his match with Adam Cole was incredibly yeah, impressive right? as far as first matches go. Again, against a great first opponent, you know. So there is, I think. I want to see him in another match for sure. I think that the first match that he had made me want to see a second 110%. I think that going about it the way that they are sort of setting up for maybe war games, everybody says you can't fit the war game structure in that arena, but they'll figure it out. That's exactly it. Like plans will change in their favor. But uh, if they set up for war games, great. If they set up for even like a survivor series matchup between the four, great. I think that'd be a super cool idea. NXT has been conspicuously absent from the Survivor Series build. So if you return NXT, uh, or sorry, you return Undisputed the week before, you could have that as a Survivor Series matchup, right? So, and I think it's a perfect way to turn Undisputed babyface, you know, despite the fact that they were all super cool heels, you still had to have them turn effectively because you can't have it be when you're that bad, even if you're getting cheered, Mm -hmm. you have to go completely opposite right so going up against these guys um for me the fact that i'm booing pete dunn i think that's a full credit to everything going on right right? and i will also say oni lorkin and danny birch are cool as shit oni lorkin storm wrestling academy graduate i will back them 110 percent every single time so there's my opinion mcafee's and he's a killer promo yeah i can't end anything without saying that a guy who's that good that early like if he chose to make professional wrestling his career, I have no doubt he'd be real, real good. Yeah, he's he's said it on his show before he said it on Busted Open. Like, he's always wanted to do this, and he feels that, you know, if he didn't go the NFL route, uh, he probably could have done it for sure. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, he, like, it's they, they took it as a shot and in some way, shape, or form, and I don't get it because, like, when he brought up, he was an all-decade kicker. <laughs> Like, you're not an all-decade anything yeah, without yeah. being good. If you're an all-decade butcher, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, He does his job right, man. He comes out there, and he just you just want to wanna punch him yeah. square in the face. <laughs> it's just yeah, man. And the fact, the fact that they've been able to keep NXT this entertaining, in my yeah. opinion, without having yeah. – without realistically having a champion for the better part of the last two months – is huge because yeah. for me championships as they should be i think for anybody um they're central right like you've got to have a champion it's the reason for me that despite brock lesnar being on like quite literally my personal mount rushmore yeah um i didn't think he needed a championship for that long simply because of you know the overstated but obvious uh part-time argument like you've got to have a champion on a show you got to have him consistently because for me like that's a huge reason at least the universal championship isn't as um prestigious i don't like that word but like as prestigious as it should be because you see what drew mcintyre did for it in six months he did for that what brock lesnar did over two years right and and 
that's just from the fact that Drew McIntyre is there every week, defending every week. They tried to do it with Rollins, and then Hell in a Cell happened, and that just ruined everything for the oh, better part of a year. That was horrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, I one of my things that I've always sort of sort of strived for is to be positive about professional wrestling yeah. in any way, shape, or form that I possibly can, even if you hate the angle. I agree. And Hell in a Cell, like with yeah, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, he's still like to this day my favorite professional wrestler in the WWE. But, like, it was hard to sit and, like, even try and be positive about that entire match. I, I don't get it. I, I still, still don't get it. Get it. I, there was <laughs> no explanation of why it turned out that way. No. And then to double down on it, because they went to what? The, it was the Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel show next. And it yep. was, there yeah. has to oh. be a winner. There's no way out. Like, they're typical overdoing yeah of <laughs> hyperbole for it it's like well if this was going to happen like this was basically the stipulation of hell in a cell before you went yep. and bastardized it with the two two years in a row there was a dq or a non-finish in hell in a cell that's asinine yeah asinine yeah, they've, they've driven the hell in a cell into the ground screwed screwed the proverbial pooch yeah is uh yep. is what i've heard a lot <laughs> yeah um you mentioned something you you have brock lesnar on your personal mount rushmore so i have to ask you so you you must be uh him beating undertaker streak you you that's the right choice then right in your mind see it i don't know if it's the right choice in the long run it it definitely helped let's just get real here i think that definitely solidified him um as far as his credentials go so to speak but you know, I'm very for the argument that you could have used something like that, have Taker beat Lesnar, lose to Wyatt the next year again. Like my bias sort yeah. of shines through there, yeah. but you could have really established a new talent. But for me as well, top guys are top guys. You know, whether you look at Lesnar, whether you look at Cena, whether you look at Triple H, HBK, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, whoever it may be, all of them at some point in their careers, most with multiple points in their careers have some sort of controversial win where you'd say, man, they should have put the young guy over. They yeah. should have let this guy win and established a star. Um, top guys are top guys though, yeah. you know, and if you want to make someone a legend in the long run, y- you have to establish them at every point you can, I think. Right. And with I Brock Lesnar, as much as I, I didn't even hate the match and it could have been so much more. You saw that with their SummerSlam matchup and you saw that with the hell in cell matchup. But um, like, I just think that you have to let, I, you have to let your big dogs be big dogs. You know what I mean? It's the same reason to let Roman Reigns wins all the time. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, you're going to look back on him the same way you look back on Cena when everybody had a lot of similar reactions and say, no, like, look at what he did. He won this this and this he won the rumble he won five six heavyweight championships whatever it is for reigns now like that does build credentials you know there's a lot of very reactionary (laughs) dumb sentence on my part alert reactionary reactions uh, (laughs) in professional wrestling and people are very quick to uh establish their judgment and everybody does so do i you'll see me on twitter with my snap reactions and my live tweets and all of that but like in the long run at the end of the day when you look back and see shit like that, like Roman Reigns, even before he came back and came on this run of his life that he's having over the last little bit, there were very few people who carried the weight that Roman Reigns did in WWE. And you've got to give people big wins to make that happen. So there's my long-winded answer. I think there could have been better decisions made with who could have broken the Undertaker streak just based on 
somebody potentially going like Lesnar went from here to here, yeah. whereas somebody could have gone from here to here. Right. But at the end of the day, do I hate the decision? No, I would have hated if like shit, Shawn Michaels came oh. back three years yeah. after retiring and beat, beat the undertaker yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like something like that would have been pretty asinine to me, but no, I got no arguments with Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, if he, I, I, I firmly believe if he hadn't gone to, uh, I was having this conversation over lunch today, actually. If he hadn't gone to even UFC, if he hadn't gone to the NFL, just in the professional wrestling scope of things, he would be on so many more people's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. That guy is an all-time great talent. There's no arguing it. There is very little, if anything, that he does poorly in pro wrestling. Like sells great makes his opponents yep. look like a million bucks with of course the caveat is everybody does when he wants to yep. um when he shows up he brings that era legitimacy that i still think he would have had if he uh hadn't gone to the ufc like they were building him right it's not like he wasn't a monster in 2003 you add another eight nine years of professional wrestling or whatever it was in between his le leaving and his return yeah yeah man that guy is at the very least an all-time great talent do you think uh do you think we're going to see him in a wrestling ring somewhere again, eventually? Yeah. And I'm debating with myself whether I'd want to see him have like an AEW run or an NXT run more, because I just Ooh, think that would be NXT run, man. It'd Ooh. be nuts. It'd be absolutely not. And it's, I don't think either is going to no. happen. Vince will do whatever it takes to keep him up there. Yeah. And when he's on there, you may as well play him. But like, man, you talk about popping a rating, like Brock Lesnar showing up on a Wednesday night, regardless of where it is would be absolutely nuts yeah. absolutely nuts he'll be back in a ring he'll 100 percent be back in a ring i agree and brock lesnar will go out on his and i think brock lesnar will go out on a big loss he's he's yeah. an incredible business person in professional wrestling yeah. i guess is the phrase to use yeah he he'll, he'll go out money. with a huge loss yeah. he'll make someone look like a million bucks he made eddie guerrero look like a million bucks ray mysterio look like a million bucks mm -hmm. all these little guys he's made big guys look like a million bucks before Wow. Yeah. Put over Brock Lesnar. Now we want to see Brock. Oh, dude. And that is Saskatchewanite Brock Lesnar now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's hey. another win for Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um speaking of Canada, so when when uh Vanessa, you know, told me we were gonna have you on and and uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know who you were at the time, and she's like, Oh, he's big. Don't worry, you're not alone in that. <laughs> she goes, Oh, he's he's uh, you know, big in Canadian wrestling. I uh, used to own WCSN and, and uh, he just loves wrestling in general, which, which you just portrayed phenomenally. Like I can hear that passion. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and something I've, I've been learning here on this show uh, since this pandemic. And uh, you know, with the help of Vanessa, I've been getting a lot of independent Canadian wrestlers on here. Uh, I just, yeah. I guess I never knew um, or I was just too naive uh, to realize how rich wrestling is in Canada. Uh, right. It, with the independence, I guess to me, it was just like, you know, the hearts and Jericho was always from Canada. And then, and then that was it. And then that's all I really yeah. knew, you know? Well, well yeah. and, and I don't even think that's like naive to say for a lot of people, to be honest with you, I don't think it's really any professional wrestling's professional wrestling fans fault. 
um, that the Canadian scene doesn't get as much exposure as it deserves. I think over the past sort of two, three years, you've really seen the entire industry up north um, take a real step forward as far as video production, as far as really trying to yeah. get themselves out there. And that's not to say there weren't people like that before. You know, you look at someone like Chelsea Green, who since she debuted has hustled and hustled and hustled and made her way out of Victoria. But I really think over probably the last 15 years, Stampede officially closed in 06. And over about the past 15 years, I really think that not for a lack of trying, but I do think there's sort of been a vacuum in professional wrestling. There hasn't really been a promotion um, that's done an excellent job of getting out and live streaming their stuff, getting a VOD out there. You know, it's a very traditional market, at least. I can speak a lot for Alberta. I've only gone to limited shows in sort of the rest of Western Canada, but um, it's a very old school market. It is the stampede influence for it, but because a lot of the fans out here for a long time were sort of old or very used to tape trading, DVDs, all of that sort of stuff, it was more of a very personal experience, I think, for a lot of people. And I really think there was a huge opportunity for a long, long time across Canada of, uh, of getting video out there, really gaining some exposure. I think a lot of promotions are doing really well on that end. Now you look at smash, you look at Ben Fatal, you look at, uh, PWA over here in Alberta, you look at some of those promotions and they're doing a great job, but you know, not to sound like an asshole, but you look at some of the promotions down in the States, you know, like an AAW, a defy the stuff they're doing and getting out quickly and really getting behind and promoting that's the reason you're seeing stars come out of there. That's why you're seeing a guy like uh, Artemis Spencer who wrestles for ECCW for shit nearly 20 years at this point, really start to get a break because he goes down and wrestles for Defy and earns their championship and starts to break through that way. Yep. There's, there's a real opportunity on that. And I don't think that there's any lack of trying. I think it's perhaps a lack of knowledge and old school sort of mentality maybe. But as far as the wrestling itself goes, like, Preach, man. It's so good. You can go to any independent show on any given day. And again, I can speak for all of Western Canada as far as that goes. Um, You can go to any show and be just thoroughly damn entertained. It's, It's so good. We're so lucky with what we've got here. I've only been out to Ontario once to check out some shows. I was there for SummerSlam last year, but I ended up trying to go to like literally as many as I could. I think I made it to like nine or 10 over the six days I was there. And same thing, just incredible. Like Tyson Dukes, I know you guys did a great, great interview with him. Just what a smart dude. And the fact that that guy's not held in the sort of regard outside of Canada that a William Regal is or someone who is just such a student of the game. um, Man, that again is just almost offensive to me because that guy is like one of the smartest dudes I've ever talked to. Yeah. And you watch him wrestle and it's evident, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just been it's been so eye opening just uh, getting to talk to some of these people, just hearing their stories, hearing their passion, uh, and then and then I go and then I go back and then now I'm watching all sorts of promotions I would have never seen, I would have never even right? known of. It's just insane to me. It's absolutely nuts, and you can speak for that for every province. Again, like you even look at some of the stuff that's coming up in BC since ECCW sort of. Um, had to shut down for all the right reasons, rightfully so. But um, like you look at all-star wrestling, you look at three, six, five, like some of the talents we've got out here, you know, the Voros twins are an easy name to throw out there because they go viral on TikTok. but you watch those two wrestle and there's a reason they're showing up in ROH last year. Yeah. There's just incredible talent everywhere. And 
I, I can't speak highly enough of it without, you know, sounding like more of a mark than I already do. But yeah, it's okay. Fuck it, we it's okay. all are, we've, right? learned on, we've, <laughs> we've learned on this show that it is okay to to uh, mark out. That's oh, it. yeah, That's... man. Everybody got into this because they're fans, right? right. There, there aren't a lot of people who got into professional wrestling, whether it's wrestling itself, whether it's podcasting, whether it's yeah. commentating, refereeing, whatever it may be. You don't show up at that first show and think, Fuck, I'm going to be rich in about three weeks. Like <laughs> yeah, right. professional wrestling in any way, shape or form is something that people do uh, as a labor of love, right? And uh, whether you're in the WWE, whether you're in Alberta, whether you're wrestling your first show, just starting training, whatever, like you're doing it for the love of it. People are throwing their bodies against concrete, cement, anything they possibly can for people's entertainment. How are you not doing that? Because you love it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, where, where do I want to go from here? Um, I, I have a whole uh, note here on uh, the Montreal Screwjob. You, you, just, you just did a podcast on that, right? Yes, I did. I actually did the Smark and Friends podcast. Yes. That's another great dude yes, in is. Canadian professional wrestling. If you got the opportunity to check them out. Yeah. Again, it's just cool when you get the opportunity to like talk pro wrestling and just talk with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, it's one of the first things. And I was telling Zach this uh, when we recorded. I, I have a bit of a unique introduction, I guess, to professional wrestling. Like, I only was able to really watch it when I was at my grandma's house over lunch hour twice a week. Other than that, didn't really watch it at home. Yeah. So, like, I was a fan growing up, but I wasn't really a consistent watcher. Right. But growing up in Alberta, when you start to get into professional wrestling, I went to my first indie show in 2011 and just sort of started going down the rabbit hole from there. So, one of the first things you check out is, well, you got you to gotta find out more about the Montreal Screwjob. You got to check out this match. You've got to watch this documentary because not only is it like just yeah. wrestling history, but of course in Alberta, it's like, yeah, you, you almost have to hate Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, for sure. <laughs> so like, it's just, everybody's talked about it a million different times. Everybody I think has offered their own unique perspective on it for me. I, I really don't think when I went back and rewatched the match and rewatched uh, uh, wrestling with hearts or uh, Brett Jam Man Hart, sorry. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Sorry. Um, that was a good match. Like that was a really good match up until the finish. Um, and number two is it just sort of struck me that, um, you know, the same way that I say everybody's got their opinion of it. Yeah. Um, everybody like they've got an opinion because they feel so much about it. You know what yeah. I mean? You see it a lot in professional wrestling, but like, this is something the best reference point I can make is like my dad by no means is a professional wrestling fan and he can sit and talk to me about the Montreal <laughs> screw job. You know, it's like, it's more a cultural event at this point than it is a professional wrestling event in and of itself. And I think it's so cool that professional wrestling to, take a phrase from Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, then now, and I'm assuming forever, forever. Um, we'll have the ability to break through every so often like that and have everyone approach people like us and be like, hey, did you see this in professional wrestling? There's nothing I love more than when my non-wrestling fans come and, hey, did you see Brock Lesnar's going back to the UFC? <laughs> yeah, you want to talk pro wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonding moment. That's the sort of shit I love. And the Montreal Screwjob, despite the fact that uh, unfortunately it did not end in my hero's favor. Um, still a pretty cool event at the end of the day. Yeah. Awesome. Um, before I, uh, wrap up here and give you the mic to put over whatever you want. Uh, we have somebody in the chat saying, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. 
what they're what they mean, but I will just repeat it. Uh, please ask Spenny if he's ever been to Canada and does he hate Kenny? Uh, P.S. I'd love Kenny versus Spenny to return. I also would love Kenny versus Spenny to return. I'm going to answer the second point first. Um, Kenny versus Spenny, when I spoke with Tyson Dukes, uh, if you ever get the opportunity to go back and watch the episode of Kenny okay. versus Spenny that he appeared on the wrestling episode, man, I stand by that <laughs> as being my favorite episode. Uh, second, of course, closely followed by who can put an octopus on their head the longest. There's the two go-tos. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched those yet. hundred percent what I would oh, recommend shit. first and second most. <laughs> Uh, Um, I have been to Canada. In fact, I live in Canada. I am based out of Edmonton, Alberta. We are three hours north of Calgary, which is about five to six hours north of the United States border. For reference, if they're asking from the United States, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with Fahrenheit. But uh, for reference, it was minus 21 degrees Celsius today and snowing like an SOB. So whatever the quick math is. You're in the negatives already? Oh, man. And not only that, but we got like absolutely dumped on over the weekend. And it's still sort of like still sort of dropping off a little bit, but we're still getting the snow. So knock on wood, at the very least, my dog loves the snow. So could be worse. (laughs) Well, I I won't brag how my day was then. uh... No, don't worry about it. Like over the weekend, we were uh, my family's in Calgary and they were sending us photos of like same thing. It's sunny out. We're good to go. Everything's beautiful. And it's like, F off you guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Only Marks won't know who Kenny. uh, Shut up, Spuddy. Spuddy. He is from Canada (laughs) and he's here to troll the stream. He is our, he is our resident troll, but he's, he's a cool person. And, uh, and now I have to check it out. So, uh, Awesome. Um, Spencer, Highly you, recommend it. You, you've been phenomenal and uh, you can come back on anytime, anytime you want to, to, I, we could, I have pros versus Joe's written down here, so you'll have to come back on. Oh, sometime. Man, yeah. Like that's a special edition. We <laughs> yeah. may have to go like a season by season on that one. And Absolutely. I did not. Okay. I'll leave it at this. I did not know there were four seasons. Uh, oh man, you're missing out. So did, so did you at least know there were three? I, I, I knew, I, I'll tell you the truth. I knew there was at least two. And then, so I'm writing down Perfect. the names, <laughs> I'm writing down the names and I'm like, I keep scrolling down who was on it. And I'm like four seasons. Holy crap, man. And angle was like, just nuts yeah. in the best possible way yeah. when he was on that show. It's incredible. I might go and watch that right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I'm going to give you the mic as I do at the end of every show. You can put over anything you want. You can bury anything you want. You can say anything you want, and I will not interrupt, and neither will you, Spuddy. <laughs> well, no worries. Like, I number one, I want to put you guys over. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's it's an absolute blast to get to talk professional wrestling, but it's been an absolute blast specifically to chat professional wrestling with you guys. Thank awesome. you again. It's appreciated as hell. I will definitely be taking you up on that next appearance because this has been fun. Yeah. Um, as far as putting things over, who would I specifically like to put over? Um, a couple of people, actually, specifically. Number one, I need to put over Chris Parrish. Uh, he is my co-host on most of the live shows, all of that sort of stuff that I do. I'm going to be ramping some things back up in January, so stay tuned to my social media for that. But Chris Parrish will be alongside me for that. And then as far as Albertan professional wrestling goes, there is one individual that I would like to credit with everything. Well, 
most of the things that have come my way because obviously you get help from everybody when you're involved in professional wrestling but michael richard blaze god's gift to wrestling if you guys have the opportunity to check out any professional wrestling from out here he is the starting point as far as it's concerned for about the last 15 years tyson kidd trained him and he has gone out of his way in his time here and i mean like out of his way to make sure that every pro wrestler who's come through here is trained trained well taken care of treated properly he's a hell of a pro wrestler and even better individual so if i've got to put anybody over it's go. those two individuals and <clears throat> excuse me as i catch my breath uh if you want to check anything out as far as professional wrestling out here goes on a very quality service backbreaker media is the place to do so they've got archive footage they've got current footage it's a really great starting point if you guys want to check out any great albertan professional wrestling they're the place to go outside of just randomly searching people up on youtube yeah. you know what i mean yeah. that's it that's all i'm tapping out thank you guys for having me awesome it's very very cool to be the semi-main with shane taylor awesome <laughs> awesome uh have yourself a great night and uh, we'll talk to you soon you guys too thanks again yeah later see ya oh.